Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. Billy Graham once said that the next great move of God, he believed, would be among Christians in the marketplace. We believe that too. We want to be a part of it, and we want to help equip and inspire you to do the same. So please follow us on socials at Expert Ownership. If you haven't been to our website yet, check it out, expertownership.com. But we are excited about what God is going to speak through us to you today. Here we go. And we're back. Yeah, kind of went a little that high was, on that. That was not good. Try it again. Ready? Go. <clears throat> and we're back. No, that, that was, was even worse. That's terrible. Just, you're making me feel And we're awkward. back, Expert Ownership, the podcast. I always want to do the intro, and then your intros just happened. It feels like, ugh, I'm just like being redundant. Yeah. Let's talk about branding. Okay, this that tends, sounds great. This tends to be something that people like, but when you say, let's talk about branding, they're like boring. Mm-hmm. But then when you yeah. say, let me talk to you about how to make a business look like it's really exciting, attractive, compelling, so that people come and buy your products and services... They're a little more interested. Yeah, and what will make people even more interested if you're listening to this podcast is that Larry Hubatka, or should I say Larry freaking Hubatka, has worked on some of the biggest brands around. Nike, Walmart, your agency's dealt with Transformers and... What? I don't know. Did American you, okay, Idol. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You've worked just, for some big dogs. Hey, so let's just be clear here. There was a very good team and a lot of people that worked on these. Things. Okay, yes, you're still you still were a partner and you were the general manager. You were the leader and you landed it. So whatever. You're going to help us with some branding today. But 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 before we even do that, yeah. Jason said Transformers. Yeah, like the movies. I got no, no, no. But th- yeah, no, think when you were a kid, what was your first Transformers? Oh, no, 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 it wasn't Transformers. And I'm going to take you back a little bit further. It was GoBots. Oh, I had GoBots too. They were kind of the Go-Bot. knockoff Transformers. Yeah. GoBot. No, no, GoBots was cheap, but was Transformers. Like did you have a, what was a? Optimus Prime. Okay, Optimus Prime. Who was the other guy? I don't remember. Uh, Megatron. Megatron. Okay, Megatron, I Head remember that. Head of the Decepticons. Yeah. Head. Head of the Decepticons. You know, Jason and I, we had an alarm, an alarm clock. That Jason pulled up on YouTube the other day. It was a He-Man alarm. Remember that He-Man Masters of the Universe. Yeah. So it was. Hey, you know what? I don't know how this is going to relate to brand, but I still remember. I the alarm. know how it does. He-Man. It's Tila, right? Tila. We, She-Ra. We've yeah. been called it's again. It's Tila. We've been called again. We must not let Skeletor keep, keep us, us from, from our friends. friends. <laughs> so that call with me, Tila. It's, it's time, time to wake up, up smile, and be happy. happy. Brush your teeth and make it snappy. Your alarm said this? Yes. Yeah. We never fail with our wake-up verse because we're, we're the, the masters of the universe. universe. That was Is that my weird? gosh. That's crazy. And we never tried to memorize that. But that's when we were little kids. We were five, six, seven years old. Mom would come in and set the alarm. She'd pull the little button up at the top. And sure enough, whatever, 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. She there's wouldn't. A five, there's a five-year-old hey need man. an alarm? Well, mom, we're going to school. We had to walk to school at the end I of our street. I mean... Your kids, when they were five years old, did you set alarms for them, or wouldn't they just? Up well, it's you? cool. It was the He-Man clock. Yeah, Come that on. is true. No, Kidding? we we had to walk to school. It was right at the end of our street. We grew up, you know, Dallas, Texas, small town America. No, it wasn't really small town, big town, but it was the He-Man clock, which was Transformers. But you know what? I got it. I figured out the connection to brand. Yeah. yeah. Those brands really, we, they became us. Like yes. we experienced, like we still are talking about those about brands it, yeah. to this day. Four okay. years later. There, perfect. I knew that amazing story would find its way into the branding conversation. Okay, yeah, Larry, you should just drive this whole conversation. 
Maybe we should just ask you questions. Okay, let's start with what is a brand? Uh, before we talk about what is a brand, <laughs> I want to introduce a guest for a branded segment oh, here on okay, this podcast. Okay, I like it. Our producer, for those of you joining us for the first time, is a young gentleman named Sam Wise Gamgee, 17-year-old phenom. With monster feet, and he's really short. He's got some very fluffy hair. Actually, Mm -hmm. it's the opposite. He's very tall, he's single, and he's ready to mingle, and he has small feet. So uh, all that. Go ahead, Larry. Samwise, you've got a segment here. Don't say anything yet. You're going to throw this off. Okay, let me set you up. Samwise has got a little segment he likes to do here. Where He's a hustler. He's 17 years old. He's trying to be resourceful. He's trying to figure out how to stretch his dollars. And so you know, he's brought us many hacks in the last few months. But today, Samwise, be mindful. You've got about 30 seconds, but share your latest hack with the audience. Got to say, I'm, uh, I'm honored to be here. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a crazy couple months. You're killing preparing, time right now. Preparing. <laughs> let's go. Anyway, Just let's go. Two words, Valentine's Day. Okay. Everybody loves it. But married couples... Any couples, they go out on Valentine's Day. Half the time, all these restaurants are booked up, right? They can't get a nice reservation. What you do as a young 17-year-old kid with no integrity, what you do is six months prior, you call like every restaurant in the city, downtown, book, hey, can I get three reservations Valentine's Day? Pay the $10 fee, whatever it is. Six months later, you have your phone going off the hook, dude. You've got tens, 20, 30 couples calling you saying, hey, Heard you got your reservation, so you list it Wait a second, wait a second. How do they know you have reservations? Have you been promoting that you have reservations? You promote it. You list it on Facebook Marketplace, say, hey, February 14th, reservation, this steakhouse, this time. People will pay 100 bucks for a reservation. Who pays $100, and has this been done? Have you done this? We got Cindy and Joey. We got Noel and Hannah. I mean, we we got so many couples. So if you're young out there, you're a hustler, go do it. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. Oh, Man, oh Samwise, get out of here. Thank you for that I'm going to clock out on that one. <laughs> Go make sure the audio levels are good, Samwise. we got to make sure this thing gets to market. So That's where did he Sam come Wise's up with hat? that? Well, I like how he says if you lack integrity. Yeah. I think if we're going to build a brand and it's going to last, it has to have some integrity. Yes. No, but that was great. Samwise, Sam. Good work. So I want you to run that play, and in about six months, we're going to revisit. We're going to do a Where Are They Now segment. And I want you to tell me, how did that work? Because this is about the time, as of the recording of this episode, that you ought to be making these reservations. Okay? Mm. Hottest restaurants in town. In fact, why don't you go global? At least go national. You could be knocking out all kinds of big cities. All right, Sam. Let us know how this goes. Sam's Hacks and Hustles, a special little segment. It's really good. On the Expert Ownership Podcast. Very well branded. Okay, let's get back to brand. Okay, so when you get into branding, here's the challenge. Most people think your brand is your logo. That is not, in fact, the truth. Now, your logo is part of your brand, but usually the look and feel is one part of it. Usually your story, which we can get into all kinds of stories because, hey, we still all believe John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Mm. Whoa, did you hear my voice? That's the That's ultimate great. brand. The Word was God. That's right. But that's the f- ultimate brand. That's good. By the way, I, I might like be 44. Late onset puberty may be hitting. Mm. True. Yeah, but you look like you're 20, so I think people would rather have your lightly golden brown, perfectly sculpted skin. <laughs> Excellent. Mm. Thank uh, you. You still Thank got good hair. Well played. Okay, Thank let's keep going. Let's let's accomplish something. Go. Yeah, so from a story standpoint, part of your brand is your story, right? It is the, the story that you have to tell. And we said in the beginning was the word because hopefully all of us started with something that we had that we wanted to say, a message we wanted to deliver. And if you caught one of our previous episodes, you heard us talking about hopefully it's a story that actually directly relates to a problem that people have. So you marry the problem with a nice solution that's rooted in a story that you have to tell, and all of a sudden you've got a business. 
Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Now that business usually carries with it a reputation, kind of like Samwise over there. He's supposed to be our producer. He's on his phone surfing right now. Yeah. Samwise. And he's laughing. What are you looking at right now? <laughs> yeah, this is, look, at, look at the look at the board. Make sure this is capturing. Thank you, sir. <laughs> when you're actually putting your brand together, you have to think through how am I being received in the marketplace? How is my audience thinking about me? So let's talk about this. Let's, in fact, let's go way back. Let's go back to, because I think people really enjoy when we get into some of these old stories of the two of you. Okay. So here's the question I want you to answer. What was Jason like in high school? Not your perspective, but what did people think about him? Mm. Okay. Wow. If they weren't in love? Yeah, if they weren't in love. That's okay. right. The people thought that he was funny. Okay. Because, because he in was class. Funny? Yeah. So we were in Spanish class. Okay. Junior year. Okay. And our Spanish teacher made us all talk in Spanish. We were not allowed to speak in English. And so well, this, she brought this lady in. She said, I want this, you know, she was in Spanish. The lady was going to bring us la tarta. Which is? I, I don't, don't know. It's some kind of dessert. It's like some banana thing. I love, look, I love Dairy Queen blizzards, and that's basically about it. So here we are. She brings in this la tarta, and she gives it to all of the students. And she says, what do you all think? No, but she asked it in Spanish. She asked it in Spanish. What do you all think? And Jason goes, la tarta tastes like el crap. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't have done it. So I felt bad. But Jason was, uh, oh, so, and and also. But it was in Spanish. It was, kind of. But but no, Jason actually, he was a hard worker, pretty intense, but people would have thought that he was somewhat inspiring at our sports awards ceremony. Off the whim, he wrote this speech. They allowed him to go up, and it was back when Stephen Curtis Chapman's song, Saddle Up Your Horses, We've Got a Trail to Blaze. that song. Anyway, so he's like, David and I are leaving for Liberty University, so saddle up your horses, we got a trail to blaze. And everybody loved it. They thought it was so creative, and I was like, that's the cheeseballest thing I have ever heard. But anyway, he wrote it. People thought that he was a little inspiring, hardworking, and funny. That's good. Uh, you look like you want to say something. In response to that, do you have a... Uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. I'll take it from you know? here. <laughs> so your brand, let's get back to brand. When people thought about Jason, they thought funny, they thought inspiring. True or not, it's a little bit irrelevant because your brand is often not what you think about you. It's mm. what other people think about you. Oh, that's good. And so as you're actually thinking, okay, I want to build my brand. Well, you unfortunately don't get to make that decision, but you can highly influence people's opinion of you. So in, in many ways, you can think about your brand being like your reputation, right? When you walk out yeah. of the room, somebody's got an opinion about you. They're going to say something about you. And hopefully the thing that they say to describe you to somebody else is the thing that you want them to say. Here's what it ends up being a collection of. The best experience they've had with your company or your platform. Some of you are aspiring social media influencers and you're building a platform. Well, the best post they've seen, that contributes to your brand. The worst post they've seen contributes mm-hmm. to your brand. The best product or service that you offer, worst product or service, best employee experience, worst employee experience, all of that collectively contributes to your brand. What people end up feeling most of the time is, you know, I just want to brand that. And I say, great. So reverse engineer that. When you actually build your brand, think about what is it that you want to be perceived as, per- perceived as yeah, you yeah, in it. the minds of others, and then reverse engineer how you build that. You want people to think about your brand as an integrous brand. So Samwise, our producer, came up here and said, well, it may lack a little bit of integrity when it comes mm-hmm. to these hacks. Maybe maybe they don't. But if you want to be a integrous brand, figure out how the experiences people have with you will be integrity experiences. Mm-hmm. The hard part is, if you have a negative experience with somebody, it usually weighs about twice as much as a positive experience. Yeah. yeah. Which is why reviews right now, online. Huge. Yeah. This is a big money business and for that- people saying, hey, leave me a review. 
please leave a good one. And this is where we would say is the most important thing for discipleship. Yes. Because remember, we're talking to faith-filled entrepreneurs, and our goal is to help launch you into greater freedom and success. So your brand is everything. If you are known as an over-deliverer, well, then you are showing that you're following Christ's teaching. When he teaches, go the second mile. When somebody asks you to go one mile, go two. So it's like get into the habit of over-delivering. We'll talk more about that, I'm sure, on a future episode. But if you don't do a good job and you've got a crappy brand, doggone it, you have just done a terrible job in terms of discipling people and showing people what Jesus looks like. That's right, and missed an opportunity. Maybe the easiest opportunity to just work hard. People should look at Christians, so faith-filled entrepreneurs, and say, what is different about them? I'm not sure I can put my finger on it, but the work they do is good. It's fast. It's quality. They're kind. They're thoughtful. Those are all things we have total control over. That all influences the way that they, when they walk out of the room, talk about us. Mm. Talk about the company. Talk about the business. Talk about your social media account that they just came across. It's really important. So when you're standing up expert ownership, talk to me a little bit about how did expert ownership come to be? Because at some point it was burning in the two of you as yep. the founders. And you said, here's what we want to build. And then we'll talk a little bit about what the perception is and how the brand actually came to be. So start with the core. At the very beginning, expert ownership started yeah. when? Well, expert ownership started when David and I had reached the pinnacle of success in business. We were CEOpreneurs by God's grace. And I heard a quote by Billy Graham, and I think he had said it long before, but I had heard it again, fresh and new, where he said he believed the next great move of God would be amongst believers in the marketplace. And David and I said, now that we could easily just retire and be done, what are we going to do? And we decided that we want to help other entrepreneurs become a part of what Billy Graham talked about. So that was the genesis of it. But the cool thing is, is that Jason and I had, this was about seven years ago, had been fired by HGTV. You guys know our story. The attack was not an attack against us personally as as much as it was against our brand. They wanted, so mainstream media wanted all the companies that we were doing business with, they wanted to say that we were now, instead of pro-life and pro-marriage people, we were anti-this, anti-that, haters this, bigots that. So they really attacked our brand, and they couldn't get Jason and I to buckle, so they went after HGTV. And the thing they said they would do to HGTV, we're going after your advertisers and we'll target your brand. And that's when HG is like, no. So, of course, we want to build a brand and all this other stuff, but we don't want to, obviously, we don't want to sacrifice our brand for, you know, a lack of truth. But in terms of the marketplace, so Jason and I knew a lot of people, they know why we got fired, but they don't know why we got hired. They don't even know how we sustained with an uncancelable business in the midst of cancel culture. That's right. So when we got canceled, our income not only didn't dip, it continued to grow and still to this day continues to grow because we've taken our active business income, transitioned it into passive investment. Now that's a future episode. I know that. So don't jump ahead. No, I'm not. But we we write all 12 steps in the book on how you to become a CIA-preneur. We had already gotten there. And so that gave us the ability to have a brand that says, okay, you don't have to just survive in the midst of cancel culture if you want to be a faith-filled entrepreneur. Like, sometimes it's you don't want to be faith-filled because right. it's scary. That's right. It's hard. Right. But if you want to be a faith-filled entrepreneur, there will be cancel culture that will come after you at hey. some level. You know, you mentioned our book. Um, so I guess right now I'll just say, go get it for free, expertownership.com. There you go. Go get it. Free. Nice. Expert ownership. So, but we we'd focused on why we had gotten fired. Now we really want to help people know how we got hired and how we can help them in the midst of today's 
culture. That's right. Jason, three words that describe the expert ownership brand, not your opinion. Three words that people would use to describe the brand. We just came back from an event in Florida. We spent time with about 40 successful and aspiring business people, platform yeah. building uh, influencers, and we heard a lot of things. Three words that you heard. Overall, certainly Christian kingdom and bold, I guess. Yeah. What would you say? I'm, I'm, I want to ask you these questions. You need to be talking more than us. Well, but let, give Larry the last word. So mine was bold, which obviously is in the brand, equipping and inspiring. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so here's what's interesting about expert ownership, the brand. And obviously this podcast is not, hey, let's go tell a story about us and how amazing we are. But I will say that the 40 people that showed up at this event in Florida, they said the same thing that honestly a 14-year-old kid that you take to summer camp says at the end of an amazing week at camp. And you might, I don't know how many of you have sent your kids to a summer camp and they came back and said, man, that was the best. I went to a young life camp when I was in high school and yeah. I had that same experience. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is awesome. I came back and it wasn't the fact that we went on a ropes course. I played frisbee golf or disc golf or we like took over and had like a belly flop competition in the pool and major food fights like the size you've never seen. Hmm. It was none of that stuff, but that stuff was amazing. It was the fact that we sat in a cabin and we did something called cabin time. And again, think of like high school kids, yeah. high school boys who generally don't sit around talking about what's going on inside. But I walked away from a week at camp and I said, hey, best part of my week, I had no idea that sitting around talking in that like cabin time thing was going to be so awesome. Mm. We go to Florida with 40 adults. I mean, what was the range there? 30, 30 to 60, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually had Years a couple, couple of uh, 18. We had a night, we had a 21, 25, a few 20s. Yeah, that's right. And so we have this experience with this group for two days. At the end of it, they effectively said all the same words that the two of you just said, right? Bold, equipping, mm -hmm. a kingdom. So what was interesting is they didn't walk away thinking, I love expert ownership because your advice is so good. Or I love expert ownership because the tactics are so smart. I've never heard anybody say that. And I hope that we brought some of that to the table. But the reality is we can only bring that to the table for so long because somebody else will come along and bring the next amazing tactic and the next shiny object and it might even make us feel old and dusty at some point. But what will never go out of style is the fact that we sat down with people and we said, let's talk about the kingdom. Let's talk about the role that God's called you to play in the kingdom. And let's help equip you to go do the work that the scriptures call us to do in equipping people to go out and do the ministry, to be the church. So in the same way that that little 13-year-old kid goes to camp and comes back and says, I had no idea that cabin time was going to be it for me. That was like the life-changing experience I had. We got these 45-year-old attendees for these events coming and saying, I had no idea stopping for 15 minutes to just ask God, what is it that you might be doing in my life? I'm just going to listen would be the most transformative thing. Mm -hmm. So I like as we're building this brand out that we say we want to be known for being people who equip you, who yeah. help you develop a kingdom mindset, who help you practice the presence of God. Those are, to me, the greatest challenges, but also the greatest kind of moments of satisfaction and fulfillment for us as yeah. we're building this out. And that's where we started, though. Uh, all three of us, I remember talking about this. What do our target customers really need? right? We want to meet their felt need, but what do our target customers really need? Like their internal need. And that's what the best brands do yes. is that they, they motivate you by appealing to your internal desire or need, but they move you into action by appealing to your external desire or need, right? It's like Nike, you know, I mean, one of the best brands out there, your felt need, your external need and desire is I need shoes, right? But your internal desire is I want to dunk like Michael Jordan. 
They, so they, at least that's what it was for us. And their posters, their packaging, their shoes, their commercials, their everything told you inside, you can dunk like Mike and you'll get the approval of the crowd when they're screaming and hollering your name. Oh, and you need to get the shoes too, right? So they get your internal and your external. So whenever we were building out that two-day immersive course that we now call Launch, and pay attention on expertownership.com for a launch coming to your city possibly, and we do do them here regionally in Charlotte as well. But when we're building that out, we're thinking specifically about our customer avatar. What do they need? They need to be equipped for business. What do they really need? They need to communicate with God as their business partner. That's what they really need. And our brand, our desire went directly to that internal and their external, and by God's grace, we were able to deliver. There have been times where we haven't delivered, but that's for a topic of a different episode. That's right. So, but, but I do love that about the brand, that our aspiration is to say, if we can help equip people, help build them up, and create or help create, facilitate, play a part in people becoming kingdom-minded entrepreneurs, I think we're doing exactly what God gave us an assignment to go do. Yeah, for us. And so for those that are listening, what would you say as the brand expert? For those that are listening, how do they apply this directly to themselves? So I would, think, I would think through as you're building your brand, what do I want people to think, feel, and do when they have an experience with my brand? Because again, if you think about this big picture and zoom out a little bit, you're always thinking, I'm a part in helping somebody become a certain type of person. So when they come into contact with expert ownership, what do we want them to think, feel, and do? We want them to think that they're capable. We want them to feel like I've got the confidence to go do this. What do we want them to do? Go do kingdom building work that's not purely motivated just by financial gain. We hope that's a part of it, but that can't be the only thing. That means this is the end of the road if this is just about making money for you. So think, feel, and do. That'd be the next best place for you to go if you're thinking, how do I build this brand or strengthen this brand over time? All right, let's, let's wrap on that note. And uh, in the spirit of Samwise the Hack, own it or loan it. All right. He used to work at Chick-fil-A. Okay. Waffle fries. Oh, own them, but only only if they're extra crispy. Oh, can you get them extra crispy? Oh, yeah, you can. man. Yeah, you can. Oh, I've, I've man. never gotten them You can them order them. Are you serious? Well, extra crispy. You call them well done. Whoa. Can I get those oh fries well done? Gosh. Can I get them double well done? Double well done. That's oh. burnt. I'll dip them again. Yeah, some people go triple well done. Yeah, it's incredible. What do you mean they dip them again? Oh, in the fries? Fry fryer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm a definite own it on waffle fries. Some people don't like the format. It's a little goofy, right? But No, I love oh, yeah. it. You got to dip it in um, buffalo sauce and then a touch of ranch. Double down? Yeah. Wow. Double yeah, dunk. No, you heard it here great. first, folks. All right, let's wrap up this episode of Expert Ownership. Great episode on branding. I want to encourage you. One, if you're not already in the owner suite, please jump online. Take a look. Explore the owner suite. It's where we post all all of our latest materials, all of our latest videos, productions, broadcasts, research, all of our material that's new starts in owner suite. And it's a great place for you to find a community of people who are just like you, who are probably building businesses and platforms and brands and ask questions, learn. And frankly, you're going to be a part of building this with us. So we're going to expect you to answer a few questions along the way. Where do all they right. find, where do they find owner suite? Well, they can jump online, expertownership.com. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that's right. All right. Don't forget impact over income and maybe both in the future. Just get the order right. See you next time.